Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have with us Mickey Kennedy. Mickey Kennedy is an expert at helping small businesses, authors, and startups increase their visibility and credibility. Mickey founded e-releases 22 plus years ago after realizing that small businesses desperately need a press release service they can actually afford, giving them access to the media and to a national newswire, all with a personal touch. Mickey lives in Baltimore County, Maryland. Welcome to the show, Mickey. Thank you for having me. Uh, Mickey, a lot of people, you know, think that they know what press releases are, but how do they work? Right. So a press release is generally just an announcement to the media. It's usually in the third person. You might have an interesting quote in there where you put in quotes, of course. The most important aspect of a press release, of course, is the headline, because especially if it goes out over a newswire, that's generally the way it broadcasts. You drill down from the headline, and usually the headlines are arranged by industry feeds and things like that. So the distribution that uh, e-releases does is through email to journalists who would be a good fit for it. But we also do the distribution through a newswire. And some people have familiar with a newswire. They think of AP or UPI or Reuters. And those are newswires that write everything that appears on them. They license their content to like newspapers and websites and things like that. So that's how they work. They will take a press release, but they'll never run a press release. They will rewrite it so that they control the copyright and, and information that way. The newswires of press releases, there's uh, PR Newswire is the oldest and largest, and that's who we work with. There's also Businesswire and Globe Newswire predominantly in the U.S. You mentioned uh, just now about the newswires that take a look at the press releases, but then rewrite them Uh, as a person submitting a press release. Would you have to pay them to rewrite it? No, they are acting just as journalists. The, The goal of a press release is to have it turned into an article and for the the AP, Reuters, and UPI, those types of wires, the way they work is they write an article. And rather than a newspaper, like your local newspaper paying someone to write all of these articles, they just license it. So instead of you know having one writer that might do six articles a day, you can afford with the same budget to have like 30 articles because you're licensing it from a source like that. They mostly are just rewriting articles that are of of general interest for the most part. They might be breaking news. They might be more national or international in nature. Most of your local journalists will predominantly write about stuff that's more specific to you, for which there is no place to get that through a wire. They're more local specific, uh, more if if your industry is really big on a particular topic, you might see articles that revolve around that a little bit more. So they, they sort of tailor it and supplement when it comes to the national, the breaking news, the international. There are probably few things that are more frustrating than to write a press release that you think is something that a lot of people would be interested in, and the media 
just doesn't think so, and it doesn't get run. So how do you recommend writing a press release that the media would want to uh, develop and, you know, blast out? Right. So I always say envision the press release as, you know, content. And would this be of interest to a journalist audience? The journalist job is to act as a gatekeeper. And so they're trying to curate content that they feel their audience is going to be interested in. So you might feel that what you're announcing is very important to you, but would it be important to the audience? And if not, could you make it more interesting to the audience? Is there a different angle that you could take or is there content that you could add that would make it more relevant to an audience? I always say, try to reverse engineer from the perspective of an audience member of what you're writing and try to make it as captivating or interesting to them. And you'll have a better response from journalists looking at your release and turning it into uh, hopefully an article or several. So on the flip side, why do so many press releases fail? I think it's the subject matter. It's rarely the writing of the press release. They're very simplistic for the most part. I used to think that the more perfect the press release, the better your chances. And I don't think that anymore. I think that your effort and resources and creativity should go into what it is that you're announcing. That is where most press releases fail. A lot of press releases are personnel changes, you know, a relaunch of your product version 2.7 or something like that. I even see press releases that a website's now mobile mobile responsive. And that rarely is news that's worthy of being turned into an article for most people. Of course, if you have a major personnel change where uh, you've got someone that's really lauded in the industry and a lot of people, you know, are going to be interested in that, you know, certainly do a press release on that. But for most personnel changes, you would be better off just taking that press release or that announcement and sending it directly to your local newspaper or your local business uh, news publications, if there's you're lucky enough to have one, and also to maybe a, a couple of key trade publications. By reaching out to just three or four people yourself, you're going to have probably just as good odds as sending it out through a wire because very few people are interested in those types of press releases. Well, how do you get free local uh, media coverage for yourself? Yeah, local media is the easiest media for anyone to get. And I always tell people who, you know, come to e-releases looking for that to just do it themselves. If you think about it, there's probably less than 10 people in your local area that would write about you. There might be a person at your local paper. If you have a business magazine or a business newspaper, probably one person there. Do your research. See who generally writes about businesses like me or my profession. And then, you know, reach out to the outlet and ask for their email address. They'll give it to you. It's it's not a magic thing or a firewall that they're trying to prevent you. Journalists are very accessible because they want stories. They want to be accessible so that they can, you know, get that breaking news or that really hot story. If you are, you know, you might have minor papers or weekly community papers, those could be a good outlet locally. There might be radio and TV programs that occasionally spotlight organizations or individuals on a particular topic. So again, do your research at the radio and TV. It's usually not the host that you'd want to reach out to, but the producer or the booker of a particular show. So again, you'd call and just ask for their email address. And then once you have a Rolodex of generally less than 10 people, you would just email them 
um, naturally, as you have milestones and things that you want to announce, try to be a little more strategic. But, you know, a good way to do this is, you know, uh, look up, you know, Google alerts of your profession and, you know, maybe people, you know, in other cities. And when you see them in an article, you can then pitch a similar article to your local media. You wouldn't tell them, hey, I saw this somewhere else. We should steal it and use it. But what <laughs> you'd say is I've noticed that uh, doctors who who volunteer, you know, in Latin America have have gotten some coverage in the past in other publications. And I feel like I would be a really, you know, great fit here and to discuss the initiative that I'm doing. And, and this is what we're doing that's really positive. And, you know, you don't even have to write a press release in these instances. You're just pitching the story. I do say that if you have a really compelling quote, go ahead and include that because a lot of times a journalist will look at a story idea and say, that's okay. It's not great. But then if you have a really fantastic quote, they'll say, I could see myself building an entire story around that quote because that quote is so great and compelling. And what makes a great quote is just something that cannot easily be paraphrased. It, you said it in a way that has a little song to it or just really, you know, cuts to the matter in a way that's just, you know, very strong. And often you can say something in the first person that you can't get away with in the, in the third person. So, you know, tr be willing to be emotional there, be willing to, to be emotionally charged. And, uh, you know, those are all ways, I think, in which you can elevate, a, you know, a quote that may be ho-hum into something that's a little more extraordinary. That's really a great tip. Now, there is something that I'm uh, wondering about, and that is in the past, some marketers put out press releases for professionals with just staff changes or new techniques that they were doing that probably would not be of much interest to the general public, but they do it so that their uh, rankings are higher on the search engine pages. Um, are there still sites where you can do these press releases where you don't really care how many people are looking at it? You just want the search engines to see it. Right. I don't think that press releases in and of themselves do much for SEO. That being said, if you do a press release and then you get a dozen articles written about it, those articles are unique and original content, and they're usually really good sources. They're mem you know, members of the media. So that does help your SEO. But the syndicating of press releases, there used to be this practice where you'd send a release and you'd get a couple hundred links. Sometimes you could put as seen on NBC, ABC, these little affiliates and things like that. And, you know, people still do that but it doesn't really help you from an SEO standpoint. It might help you from a little credibility standpoint, but my goal with uh, e-releases is to really try to get original content. We're looking for original articles, you know, CNN covering you in an article, New York Times, as well as like maybe local media as well. If it's a, a a release that can stand the test of going out nationally as well. And I always say, if there's things that you can do to make your release more strategic, include facts and figures. Uh, there's a lot of numbers out there and they can really help ground a press release. You may want to consider putting together a small survey or study in your industry and that is generally considered very pretty newsworthy and people cover that as well. So, you know, I, I've helped a lot of clients do that who consider themselves completely non-newsworthy. And I'm like, well, a survey or study is a great way to get out there and to get some media pickup. Gen 
generally with a good survey, you're looking at eight to 16 articles that are written about you. Uh, I've, I've seen a, a, a fewer than that. I've seen considerably more, but that's usually the standard of, of what we see. And you can just use a service like SurveyMonkey that makes it very easy to build it and then collect the result. I would always advise to include questions that are really relevant right now. So if you can take the temperature on your industry right now, that's really important. You know, during this entire pandemic and the unknown that lies ahead of us, a lot of people are interested in what people are feeling and where they're spending their dollars right now. So if you can take your temperature on your industry right now, are they hiring? Are they not hiring? Have they curtailed marketing? Have they increased marketing? You know, those are all things that right now would be really relevant in a survey or study, and anyone can do that. Some of my clients are like, well, I don't know who to send the survey to. So if you don't have a ready-made audience for it, let's say you're uh, wanting to get other doctors in your profession, uh, just reach out to a trade uh, association. Uh, the smaller and the independent ones generally are more responsive to this and uh, ask if they'll send the survey to their members. You'd be surprised how many will just email it and share on social media a survey. You may want to mention that you'll include them in the press release that you're doing, the small and independent trade associations don't get a lot of love. So if you're willing to publicize them a little bit, they see it as a win-win. And it also might help boost your credibility as well when you are actually publishing the results of the, of the survey. Another thing you may wanna consider is throwing in one or two left field questions because sometimes the results from those can be really interesting. They may not be statistically relevant, but we've had an auto repair shop in Pennsylvania survey independent auto shops across the US and they just had a field that was room for a couple sentences saying what's the strangest thing a customer left in your car and when we did the press release we we mentioned a roundup of i think we collected 60 some interesting little anecdotes there and those were the ones that went viral people really found those fascinating these strange odd little things that were left boa constrictors uh, grandma left in an urn and they had to retrieve her from memorial in the midst of a a, a repair and, it, and you know and, and you can see the human interest quality of that. We love stories. We, we love things like that. So it, it really resonated. Now, they had a lot of other good results in the survey that were interesting, but it was definitely those that made that survey and study go viral. And there's no reason you can't do it yourself. A lot of people are like, well, I'm just one person. I'm not an industry expert. And believe it or not, the people who are industry experts, when they started, they were in the same boat. They just put themselves out there and shared their findings, their opinions, and and that's how they got started. So I encourage anybody to sort of claim a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the news that's out there available for you. And that's a really great way to do it. And even if you don't do your own survey, I find taking statistics that are just publicly available or maybe a little hidden in your industry and bringing them to light in context to what you're announcing can also really enhance it and improve your chances of media pickup. Well, what fun and uh, really great advice. PR Web, who I guess may be one of your competitors, does offer, you know, a package where people could, you know, pay for a certain number of press releases. But of course, that doesn't necessarily always translate to, you know, like great earth shattering uh, news that um you know, that they would be putting out. Do you work the same way or you really are strictly helping people put out newsworthy articles? 
No, we we just pay have a service where you pay per press release, and you can lean on us and chat with our editors or give us a call. We don't have any salespeople, and we'll walk you through the process. We'll review a press release if you have one ready. The company that you mentioned, PR Web, we actually work with their parent company. PR Web is an online visibility service. It doesn't reach journalists, so it's one of those services that sort of syndicates you to a few websites. You're available in the search engines. But it does not reach the media directly. Decision, which owns PR Web, also owns PR Newswire, and we work with PR Newswire. They are a service that goes directly, feeds directly to newsrooms, and goes directly to journalists. So that's a big difference between the two services. A lot of people who use PR Web have the assumption that they can get media pickup, and occasionally I've seen a media outlet or two pick up something that uh, from PR Web, but it's not. You know, if you're if you're not reaching the journalist directly, your chances of pickup is much much lower. It's really designed for that online visibility, which I think isn't really important as much these days. And I think that you know the goal being to get articles, you definitely want to have that connection and reach the journalist directly. Well, something very exciting for our listeners is to know that you have created a free video masterclass on how to create a winning PR strategy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So basically, I put together a video. It's a little less than an hour. It's very accessible to anyone, and it's basically designed to do an audit of you, your business, what you're about, in the eyes of what could be really newsworthy. And I took several examples and strategies that my clients use with success, and bring them down to how they might apply to your business. And so, if you were to take advantage of that, I'm pretty sure you could build out a PR campaign of four to six releases that are strategic. More important than the average press release, and it's available at ereleases.com/forward/slash/plan-plan. It's completely free. I'm trying to get my customers to take it, so they start doing more strategic press releases. They have better results, and I stopped seeing so many press releases about you know Alice and HR, who's gone from associate to uh, administrative uh, <laughs> uh, HR assistant or something like that. Those those releases are are fine, but I, I hate people paying money for those because I know that they're not going to get pickup. And with the same amount of money and capital you're investing, you could do something a little more interesting and have the chance of getting real media pickup. Well, I will be putting the link in our show notes. So for all those people that say, wait, what did he say? What did he say? Uh, you will easily be able to see it in our show notes and then just click on it. It seems like a really valuable resource. I strongly recommend listeners that you go and check it out. And I can tell you, I'm going to. So, uh, you know, that being a little piece of advice, I'm going to do it. I suggest that you do it too. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. This has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. Greatness.